Okay, it's okay. connected. Here comes some music. Believe it or not, folks, we're going to try and get something going here this morning. There it is. Don't you just love technology? Tax the rich, feed the poor, no more. I guess I can close Skype, can I? Of course you can. See you later. All right, ciao. Well, here we go. We're trying to get started a little bit late here this morning, trying to overcome these uh, technical difficulties we've had over the last, I guess, started Monday, Paul, I think. Uh, with yeah, the, it did. Hello. Well, hello. There's more. There's more. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. I don't know. Good Lord, are you kidding me? Anyway, we're trying to straighten out something that popped up Monday right into the show with uh, less than desirable audio on the Eurofolk radio server. It was all right on the other ones, and uh, we've been messing with that ever since, and hopefully here we have overcome that little problem because it sounds like uh, we're talking, right? Everybody there, right? Yeah, I just checked the stream. Eurofolk sounds fine. Okay, good enough. Thank you, Paul. It sounds like whatever magic you did might have worked. That'd be nice because it's thrown me out of my routine. Here's what's happened. Let me give give the uh, opening stuff. Roger Sales, Radio Ranch, streaming on Eurofolk Radio, now Audible, uh, and uh, net. always Audible, and these other places, home family tv and uh, network and i'm not trying to slight these people i just can't ever remember all that stuff it's too much for me so uh man your your brain is so full of of, information that you could pull out at the drop of a hat ain't nobody gonna fault you for screwing okay good now well i always defer to you to get us the accurate stuff there uh date stamp today april 20th interesting little time frame we're in here uh april 20th uh this 10 days that have such a historical uh evidently back uh, to many 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 years ago and things that have happened in this little window that the satanists think is the end of their spring something uh and it goes to may 1st which of course is the day the illuminati was founded uh, so a lot of, a uh, lot of woo woo at this time of year, evidently. Um, good morning, Roger with you. I think, I guess everybody can hear me now. Uh, the Thursday edition, which Thursday's a little bit different generally. Anyway, hopefully we got this little snafu, whatever it might have been straightened out. Uh, good morning, guys and girls. I heard a bunch of you checking in there. I couldn't talk to you. There was somebody from Colorado and Michigan. And we had like a state roll call here this morning. Hey, so, Roger. Yes, you and Samuel from California. You, you, you sound clearer than ever, and I think you've got more volume also. All right. Well, that'd be good. I think I'm getting a little more volume through my head, my little earbuds, actually. That's that's always nice because you got no volume control on that for me, and it helps, you know. Hmm. Buenas, Roger. Buenas, Merca. Uh, yow. 
Well, we've had this little this little hubbub here for the last fifteen twenty minutes to get a, the uh, opportunity. I always appreciate speaking with Paul, and I know he's listening to check the sound level. And I invited him to come join us if he had the schedule and wanted to. So Paul may pop in; he may not. But it's always a joy to have him. Um, yikes! With all of this confusion here, I didn't uh, up to showtime. I didn't have a very good opportunity to think our uh, opening out today so i notice there's a lot of people there on the uh from different states Is, are there any new people with questions i mean the show's really for you uh we have a great time and discuss things in depth but if there's anybody with any questions we had a couple yesterday tim and mark and then heather came on after the show was uh, we were off the server and uh, a new georgia couple up there in northwest georgia i'm thrilled to have and uh so is there anybody with any of that kind of business that needs to be addressed? There's one a student that might be popping on. Popping um, on. So, so I don't know how to say his name. Simbias, but he goes by Jay. And then there's another one. Her name is Danielle. Okay. Well, if Danielle so and we'll Jay want to pop on and ask questions, we'd love to hear from you. Does anybody yeah. else have any comments? I did. Uh, I was watching a little bit of a video. Brit, uh, actually, Paul was one of your, your Brit countrymen over there and uh that some listener had sent me it was on bit shoot and it was on the birth certificate and i, I watched a few minutes of it it's kind of interesting his approach and where is noise from a car or something somebody's got a mute open thank you um talking about the birth certificates it's, it's interesting because it's a good comparison for us and what he did he was going back to person okay and uh he uh, went back and read something from Rome on person. Of course, what we've talked about, this is a legal person that they're talking about. And uh, that comes uh, from Greek and the origin of that word, like Hippocrates, too, is mask. Okay. So the uh, the legal person that you are is like a legal mask in the old place when you'd have one mask and you'd put on the opposite mask with a frown and play the character there, the same person playing the same character. So they're... Andy. <laughs> He's switching. <laughs> okay. So they're Sorry. going back uh, uh, to that and... and and trying to ascertain and what he doesn't understand is that's a legal personality okay and that goes back to that formula we talk about r plus d equals r on how you determine what legal person you are so this is the important key background information that our enemies know very well that we don't know is hard to find if you're not going to dig deep into some you know ancient law stuff and so they walk away with a misinterpretation uh the uh, and he did a whole thing on the birth certificate and how in England if you don't uh, you've got to have what one within forty five days of the birth of the child and I think that number coincides with all your health and everything else but what he doesn't understand is that great article it's on the website somewhere we don't hardly ever talk about it but you want to talk about an incident that proves what our thesis here is right after COVID started uh, it was in England. And the baby was born, and they were given all the new babies that jab as far up your nose as they can get 
chest. It's painful, evidently, from what I've heard. And they do, they're doing it to newborn children. The mother objects. The nurse, the nurse turns to the mother and says, you can't object. That baby's our property. It didn't have a birth certificate yet. Okay. This act is done by assigning a political status at birth. The birth certificate represents that action. It does not cause the connection and the condition. But extremely important. Folks, everybody in our community, that difference is what everybody's missing. Do you understand that? The, it's assigned at birth. That connects the feudal system because it's the only place that's ever been done. Bam. We get that in, we got the whole rest of the system in. This is why you can't think like we do and beat these guys. You got to be able to think like they think, and you got to know how they think. And that only comes after you study historically, realize who they are, look back historically at what they've done and how they've done stuff. Then you can start accurately putting the pieces together. But I think that was really important. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. He's very biblical. Uh, and he ties a lot of this stuff into biblical verses and whatnot. But that little thing, see how the rest of your whole thesis can be wrong if you miss a little thing like that right at the front. And that's what these guys are banking on. They were banking on that nobody had ever figured this out, folks. Okay? And I wouldn't have, I'm not taking, hey, look at me. I would never have known this if it had not been for John W. Benson. Okay? And because of that base background knowledge, I was able to take this as I've explored it and go back and accurately put the pieces into place because of John W. Benson. Okay? And that's the advantage I've had. So anyway, a little of that off my chest. If you want, I mean, I could post that if you all want to see it. Uh, I'm sure some of the other information is very good. But uh, but all these people attach the condition to the issuance of the birth certificate. The birth certificate acting in the background, and he does allude to that kind of stuff. The birth certificate acting in the background as a warehouse receipt which confirms the condition assigned at birth does that make sense it's so important i I don't know if i can emphasize its importance quite honestly so a couple people had the mics on one they were you wanting to say something or just uh, toggle the mic or the mute or what today is adolf hitler's birthday well, happy oh, birthday, oh Adolf. That's right. I forgot that's at this time of year, too. Wow. wow. <laughs> Patriot Day and Adolf's birthday back-to-back. How about that? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, uh, boy, uh, there, there, right there is probably one of the most misunderstood men in history to me. There's no doubt he's the most demonized person in history. I mean, hell, even Caligula doesn't get the bad press Hitler gets, okay? Dracula doesn't. No. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler, who Prince Charles is his relative. (sighs) So where can we go this morning? Kind of an unusual kickoff, a little bit of Hubble-Bubble activity here before we go on. Throws me off a bit. Um, But that's okay. Uh, We... 
are informal here with some formalities. So has anybody got anything they wanted to bring forward? Anything interesting? Oh, hell, I'll just go back and drink coffee and go back to bed, okay? Yes. All right, hold on. We're going to defer to the female, yes? Um, I just wanted to bring up, you know, I decided to reread Tragedy and Hope, Carol Quigley. Yeah. And the first quote um, before the title page he talks about the feudal system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a and quote in I the just, book. Can I just read it? Yes, you can. Or, but I'm, I've seen that. Well, I'm, there's a quote in the book that I've seen. Okay. Yes. And let's see if this is the same one. I'm going to paraphrase it. The financial powers of the world met regularly in secret meetings and set up the financial system in a feudalist type system. Basically, that's what I remember. The right. what? Is, read us it's exactly. Said, okay. So this is pulled out from the text. So it's, you know, before the title page. Um, quote, the powers of financial capitalism had another far-reaching aim, nothing less than to create a world system of financial control in private hands, able to dominate the political system of each country in the economy of the world as a whole. The system was to be controlled in a feudalistic fashion by the central banks of the world acting in concert by secret agreements arrived at the frequent meetings and conferences. The apex of the system was to be the bank for international settlements in Basel, Switzerland. A private bank owned and controlled by the world's central banks which were themselves private corporations. Each central bank, dot, 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 sought to dominate its government by its ability to control treasury loans, to manipulate foreign exchanges, to influence the level of economic activity in the country, and to influence cooperative politicians by subsequent economic rewards in the business world. Yep. Unquote. Yep. And I don't think you can set up the world in a feudal type system without serfs, can you? Correct. There you go. Straight from core. I I have seen that before. I've seen it referenced. I didn't realize it was before the forward page. I thought it was in the body of the book. But that's the exact quote I I was... it's pulled out from the book. Okay. Well, that's exact quote that I've seen referenced before, too. Yeah. I just lost the link to it. But, yeah, even Carol Quigley came out and said it. And, of course, Carol Quigley, for those of you who may not know some of this, I'm sure there's probably folks that don't. Carol Quigley was a professor at Georgetown. He was in with the Council on Foreign Relations. This is the guy. You know, here's the importance of that, and some uh, where a couple of trails cross, Nastasha. The first night I ever saw a video on any of this stuff was July 16th, 1992. I can go back and pinpoint that date because I had to stop watching it to go watch Bill Clinton's first acceptance speech which I thought it'd last 30 minutes or maybe, you know. Well, hell, it went on for over two hours. That's the night he played the saxophone and all that garbage. And it was that night in that speech 
where he credited his favorite professor at Georgetown, Carol Quigley. He credited him in that yeah. speech that night, and that was the first night I ever got turned on to this stuff. Boy, what a coincidence, huh? Yeah. And wow. um, Carol Quigley actually, um, in his later years, lived um, up in the valley here. Did and he? I wish I had, when I first read this book in the early 90s, I wish that I had sought him out because I had a lot of questions for the author. Boy, that would have been interesting to sit down and see how open he talked with somebody like you in covering these topics. Now, understand, audience, Carol Quigley was totally in favor. What they did was they let him into their private archives for two years, and that's the basis of this book. Okay, And he came out and said, look, I, I don't have any problem with what they're doing. I just don't think they ought to put keep it secret. They need to make it public. Well, they don't want to make yeah. it public. They couldn't accomplish everything. What Carol didn't know is all the machinations they've gone through here to set this system up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Comment? Yes. Hey, Joe. How are you? I'm good. Uh I'm glad this uh, feudalism issue has been brought up so early. Uh, did you, by chance, catch any of uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s an- announcement I did. for his presidential run? I didn't see the whole speech. Did I saw you? excerpts, and I saw him interviewed yesterday on Al- – where did I see him interviewed? Alex? Somebody interviewed him for a minute yesterday. I think it was Alex. or No, it was Tucker Carlson. Last night. Well, on Real America's Voice, uh, John, I can't say his last name right now, he played an excerpt this morning of his speech, and Kennedy said it was his mission, of course I'm paraphrasing, but his mission to uh, do away with the feudal capitalist system. Did he say that? Well, good for him. He did say that, and I thought you would find that well, uh, heartening. We're, we, a lot of people call it a neo-feudal system. They've been calling it that for years, but they don't understand it's the real feudal system. But he's setting himself up for an assassination talking like that. Well, are they going to get him and Trump both? I mean, you know, well, is that a little too over the edge? I don't, <laughs> I don't know that Trump isn't part of the feudal system himself. Well, I, don't I, we? I don't we? Well, I understand. There's a lot of uh, a lot of debate there and vacillation, equivocation on that. But well, it, it it is very interesting to see RFK throw his hat in the ring here, and I would imagine it has got them real concerned because of Roger Stone's idea of putting RFK under Trump on the ticket. So that's uh, whether that's going to happen or not, who knows was interesting speculation. Okay. Uh, but Roger, that, yes, you know, I don't know if you, re- if you recall this, but when Trump was putting his administration together before he officially took hold of the office, um, he met extensively with Robert Kennedy. Yes, he was going to. He was going to make him one of his the guy in charge of vaccines, and the uproar was so much that he didn't didn't do it. 
and he brought in the he had he brought in the head of um I think it was GlaxoSaxon's um pharma probably instead he brought in the head of the pharma and she- who actually the head of that pharma that he brought in um that formally held Becerra's position um you know when they closed all these elderly facilities and yes. families couldn't go in right they were that particular pharmaceutical company was going around testing their um, monocular, whatever that other drug was that they were using um, outside of the mRNA. Um, they were testing that inside all these various facilities through throughout the country. Oh yeah, it was really it was really egregious, horrible, and and. and um, but anyway, he he totally ghosted Kennedy. You know, Trump did totally ghosted him. It was really sad. So I I don't see Kennedy being willing to join a ticket. Well, it's, it's just a spec. It's just speculative. Yeah. You know, yeah. simply speculative. Yeah. But that's very yeah. interesting. And there's a point I've been meaning to bring up, and I always forget to do it. And since we're on this with Trump, especially targeting the vaccines, Barnes. Had that, I want to talk about last night's Barnes show for a minute too in a second. Um, Barnes had that, uh, Ketam? It was, is it Ketam? Quarento. Quarento suit by the Pfizer whistleblower. Brooke something's her name. I can't remember her last name. She's a hero, that girl. Okay. Um, down in, in Beaumont. Well, because he's got Pfizer in there on this charge. Hello. Because he's got Pfizer in there on this uh, trial proceeding, he got to see the contract. Have any of y'all heard this? He got to see the contract. Pfizer bamboozled Trump. Uh, They put, uh, we'll believe, a vaccine that's deliverable by this date or that's effective. and All that was in the contract, and they're the ones that screwed on the contract, and this judge wouldn't let this suit go forward down there. Okay? So everybody wants to blame Trump. Trump's going forward. Hell, I signed a contract. I had the negotiations. Everything was in there. And if you, and I don't remember all the stuff Barnes brought out, but there's a number of different points in that contract. Pfizer didn't fulfill. They just didn't fulfill it. Okay. Period. So I, I understand that, but I, I wonder if, if I, Barnes has got connections to him. He was on his legal term, uh, teams in some of these post election things, but, Trump was totally relying on what's in the contract, uh, expecting these guys to honor what they agreed to in the contract, and they stabbed him right in the friggin' back, buddy. Okay? So there's a lot of things. Generally, people don't know that. If people didn't hear Barnes going over it, you wouldn't know it. Okay? So, and then this Kennedy thing's another example. He tried to get Kennedy in on the cabinet. Uh, no, 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 fear or fear. No, no, we're going to get this shill in there for you. Okay, just like the contract says we're going to do it, but we're going to do something else. Well, that's who we're dealing with here. That's why you got to know these guys. And, and, and that's really our approach here is the only thing I've ever seen that makes these bastards stand mute. They stand mute. They've been standing mute for 12 years. 
They got no answers. They've been caught at the tip of their power route, folks. Okay? Raj. Yes. Yes. I got a uh, quick announcement. Um, we've got a lot of people that are still trying to call into Jitsi with phones. I want to make sure that everybody knows that the phone number to get into the show is on ExposeTheMatrix.com. ExposeTheMatrix.com. Come in through free conference call. Okay. Jitsi does not support inbound phone calls. Okay. And I also wanted to make sure that uh, we were completely wrapped up with Joe in case he had anything else, that he, any other comment that he wanted to add to what he was saying before. Well, Joe's welcome to come in here and have discourse with us at any time. I bring that up about Kennedy and the feudal system. Okay, thank you. that was great that he mentioned that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard people say neo-feudal, neo-feudal. Hell, man, this ain't neo-feudal. This is the feudal system, folks, and this is how they're doing it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that that we had everything covered. All our okay. eyes um, crossed. Um, I just got finished watching this morning. I watched most of it last night. Wait, stayed way uh, later than I like watching it because I I didn't I didn't know who didn't place the guy at first. Did anybody see a sidebar last night? Okay, well, I'm going to really encourage y'all, if you get into this legal stuff, Fry and Barnes have got a couple of real good shows, okay? All legal. Barnes is a a monster. His recall, his information network to know what what all is going on at all these court cases all over the country and what the decisions of the Supreme Court were, how he covers all that stuff, man, I got no idea. Okay, the guy's a monster. To it, Roger. Okay, but uh, they do a show on Sunday night. It streams for the whole time on Rumble, and they really accentuate their locals, uh, their locals dot com uh, site, and that's Viva Barnes Law, Viva Barnes Law dot locals dot com. Uh, they stream it live over there, and then they have an after-show session with questions and other stuff over there, too. They don't do that on Rumble. Uh, the Sunday night show mainly covers court cases and stuff that's gone on with the week, and uh, especially anything that's super important. They'll delve into some depth on those things. Uh, the Wednesday night show is called Sidebar. Sidebar is a legal term. You know, when you're in court, you know, judge, we want to have a sidebar, and you and the other attorney and the judge huddle up at the edge of his bench, that kind of thing. Um, the show last night with a guy named Bert Weinstein, not Stein, like a Stein of beer. Wines, I, he, he may be Jewish, but I'm not sure. I'm about to sneeze here, folks, on top of everything else, so. You know that, uh, excuse me. Usually I get that out of the way earlier in the day, but I couldn't get it today. So anyway, Bert Weinstein, Stein was on there. Um, does that name ring a bell with anybody? No. It will when I tell you the incident. He came to prominence a couple of years ago. Him and his wife are both Ph.D. biologists. He is His specialty area is environmental biology. His wife's also. They both taught at a college, I guess in Portland. I thought it was in Washington, but it's evidently close to Portland, called Evergreen College. Does that ring a bell with anybody? No. 
Sounds familiar. He was uh, evidently was a really interesting. Oh yeah, Evergreen. Okay, yeah, hit, hit somebody. Now you know, right? So he's the one. Yep. He's got a professor. Him and his wife were the most popular professors on campus. Whoever founded this university was a liberal-oriented guy, but he didn't want all the constructs of a traditional university. So they didn't have uh, administrators for the all that all that layers of bureaucracy built into a college. It was just you get in, you do your own uh, uh, course, you decide what you want to teach, and and you teach the students that way. Well, he's he said. Uh, he was the most popular uh, professor on call, on campus, which I can easily see. And um, all of a sudden, a, fi- a group of 50 of these radicals storm into his classroom and get him run off and fired. And the new president of the university won't back him up. He won't let the cops come onto the campus when they're literally chasing him around to the point where they were stopping cars to try and find him in a car. Okay. And all he's doing is up here teaching this really strict science, evolutional, evolutionary biology. Well, he's the guy. And as you can well imagine, that incident totally changed his life. Okay? I mean, all of a sudden he's on somebody who's who's wrestling around with a mute. Do you want to say something? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I was in, this is Abram. I was in Chamin. I'm driving right now. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I was going to say this is like basically the, the, the tip of the spear event is evergreen. For yeah. when these social justice warriors really took to the streets, like That's this is right. when they really first started going after the colleges, like they had already infiltrated, they already had everyone in position, and this is when this is like basically the first battle, the first yeah. real attack. Evidently, it must have been when they pulled the trigger, Abram, and that interestingly enough, the college is now non-existent. It does not; it's not there anymore. Okay, so right. this one is- interesting thing. Just, just. Uh, Universities used to be like this. The old school, ancient universities that, that existed for hundreds of years in Europe, they were all very democratic. Uh, the faculty ran them. There was no administration, per se. And uh, they were run by the, the actual uh, professors, the, right. the academics. Right. And, and that's what's sabotaged our system, the, right. the infiltration of, this, of an administration, similar to the hospitals and so on and right. really everywhere else. Well, how about the administrative state? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the same pattern, you know, but he is a sharp guy. Okay. And you can find that over on, no, it's on Rumble. It's probably on uh, their local slot, too. It's over two hours. It's worth watching. Okay. And there's a lot of it's about COVID and scientific stuff and how he got away. Here's the story him and his wife, they're off. His specialty was uh, researching. A certain type of, they call it a tent building bat. And it's some bat down here in this part of the world that builds a, a house up underneath leaves. And it goes through this, well, that's what he was researching. Okay. Uh, and so they, he had been off in the jungle down here somewhere, I, I think in Ecuador, actually, over in the jungle on the other side of the mountains. Um, and his wife was there someplace deep, deep in the jungle for two weeks. And they come out of the jungle, and he said, the, you go, as you're traveling these different rivers to get out, you hit some police stations where they're looking for smugglers. Okay. And so he said that was the first time his cell phone got a signal when it hit that police place where they were going to get searched. And, um, 
all of a sudden that's when COVID developed and broke when they were in the jungle for two weeks. And he said they got to this point where they could finally get their cell phones hooked up. And he said, man, our, my cell phone started going berserk, you know, and he's looking on there and it's about the first report he saw was an Ecuadorian who had had the first reported case of, of the stuff down here. And he's going, what is this novel coronavirus? Anyway, he goes into the story and, uh, the things that he immediately saw because of his, uh, particularly because of his familiarity, familiarity with bats. And he was very familiar with the species over in China that's, that they've used to do this. Uh, it, fascinating interview, uh, goes into some, even though fairly simplistically explained, uh, how the RMNA works, where the short, uh, where they sabotaged it were to do the whole body and all that stuff. Uh, somewhat technical, scientific, but boy, that interview is worth watching. Okay. I wanted to promote that today. So you can find it over on Rumble or you can find it at vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Really good guy. This guy Weinstein. Um, I just, I just like him. Always have since first night I saw him on Tucker, you know. So you got something to add to that? If I may. Yes, you may. Hey, Scotty from New York. How you doing? First hey, time Scotty. in this uh, free conference, but I well, I found you on RVN. Okay. I used to call in and defend you. Uh, a couple of things. You did. Who'd you, you def- who'd you do? Hold the, it, Scotty. Hold it. Hold it, Scotty. Hold it. Hold it. Scotty, who'd you defend me with? <laughs> you. Your, no. your work. Your oh. work parallels a lot of work that I learned from people like Keith and Rodney, the power of offense, Dwight Bay, Sleep Sheep Radio Show that he took down. A lot of people that had other – most of them took their, their work down, though, after they you know had to sign non-disclaimers. However, you were mentioning about – then the hospital, which I also saw on your website, the link. The, the reason for that is that's a married couple, correct? I don't know. I don't know that it said that. In the they article. said they own the bit. When you have, when you join the two um, corporations through marriage in that contract, the offspring, Hold it. sort of like you told about. Scotty, you know, Scotty, where, Scotty. This ain't no court. This ain't no offspring is property of. God, you of can't the get a, can't get a word in edgewise with Scotty. Scotty, this ain't drop that corporation crap. That ain't right. Sorry, unlearn well, that. That's what I've heard. And the way to beat well, it is um, to get married not through the church, but through a notary that has the power to marry. That's and not going to make. That's not going to make any difference in their scheme. Anyone born in the country is considered to be because they've pledged everybody as sureties for a bankruptcy, and they brought in the feudal system. In the feudal system, if your parents were were uh, serfs, you were born into the same condition. That's what's going on. Drop this corporation stuff. That's not right. Okay. If this is your first time, if this is your first time with us, just will you listen for a minute, please? Okay. If this is your first time and you've been in this for a while, you're going to have to unlearn a bunch of crap. And that's one of them that we're corporations. I agree with you. Okay. I agreed with you, sir. Okay. I wanted to move on to the other thing. I put a link in the chat. It's uh, it was by um, uh, uh, what's his name? I forgot. Uh, Richard Grove that started Tragedy and Hope Communications, right. um, because he used to work on Wall Street. He really made me a player. I was uh, a part of his group for many many years. He had an interview. I put it in the 
in the chat. It's now BitChute. It used to be on YouTube. The link's not working for me. It's about an hour-long video where Joseph Plummer wrote a book, Tragedy and Hope 101. Very short. He only put in the important stuff, and then he offers for free all the notes that he did while doing it. It's very uh, uh, well done, way late, late. It's several years old. As I said, now it's a BitChute video, and it's not playing for me. So if someone can see if that link works in the chat, it's not working Scotty. for me. Um, but I've been recommending that for several years. I yield. Somebody wants to say something? Merca. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, are you here to learn about national status? Well, he was listening to me on RBN. Scott, he, you know, likes to talk, and people that have spent a lot of time in this, and they uh, have been exposed to all this information. Unfortunately, most of it's incorrect, not all of it. Everybody's got pieces of the puzzle. But you brought up a key thing when you said something about them being corporations. You're not a corporation. If you're a corporation, produce your bylaws. I, I don't use words well. I'm a visionary. I struggle with words. I can use them like you have to walk through two feet of water. So okay, I always well, use the wrong word, and it really ruins a lot of my jokes. I well, have a very good well, yes, I am here to learn about this and also to teach. It's I'm not just here to learn. I'm okay, here to teach. Good. I haven't watched television since I moved to the hood about 11, 12, 13 years, and I have a knack to weed out disinfo agents which is what rbn has become boy isn't that the damn excuse me kudos isn't that the damn truth okay um it's the blind leading the blind over there uh scotty uh just uh, if you're if you're visually oriented and and you say you use the wrong words start working on that because using the right words is the key to this whole thing you know, you know, oh, here, I, I, I prefer I, 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 I've been backing up your information and defending you from those agents that used to call and I used to call in after them. And the, the thing how you could tell the agents, ask them their solutions. Yeah, well, they got none. They gave um, some BS. Here, here's Scotty. I, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to um, give you I'm my child. Well, OK, Scotty. Great. I'm going to give you my childhood limerick reformed. And I will take credit for this, by the way. See if you ever heard this before, Scotty. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can just enslave me. Noodle on that one. Welcome, Scotty. Uh, so who else has got something this morning? Are you in New York City, Scotty? Well, Scotty's Vamos. I'm assuming he said something about since he moved to the hood. Where? Where's that? Brooklyn yeah, or Brooklyn or is that without my glasses on? Is that yeah, Brooklyn? I'm in, the hood in New York City and Queens. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, is that Brooklyn or Queens? <laughs> what? I was going to say, I've been is... called a cracker and asked what I'm doing in this neighborhood a good five, six times. Not recently, um, but yeah, it, it's not easy. It's not a lot of people could wear my boots. I'm also I'm a victim sure. of from. From two thousand and five. I'm sure. Is that a baby? Is that your baby there? Somebody's no, got a baby. Okay. Well. All right. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks for joining us. Chiming in. Thanks for defending me. By the way. Uh, <laughs> again, against people like Ron Ayers. Yes. Is that Wayne? Yeah. Hey, Roger. I had a couple things here, and uh, first up, I'm hoping some of the folks from Oklahoma City check in because they had some bad tornadoes up there last night so Ooh. 
Chuck and Mark and a few other people are in the right. area. It looked pretty bad from where I saw. Okay. Spring squall uh, line storms. Oh, yeah. And then also um, with uh, regards to Trump, you had mentioned earlier, I was listening to an interview with Bill Holter and yeah. Andy Sheckman coming back into town the other day. And uh, turns out Holter is very close friends with Trump. And uh, Trump is very aware of uh, the financial situation and the fact we might lose our, uh, you know, dollar may lose its uh, currency status, you know, for that matter. But in the interview also, uh, you know, they're saying the junk silver is just about out of stock. You get, you know, he Holter sold a ton of this stuff, like millions of dollars worth uh, in the very within the last few months. here. Right. And it's very short supply. So anybody on the sidelines thinking about this, uh, the price is going up and it's getting scarcer and scarcer. So I would tell them definitely you know, get off the dime and, and probably go out and buy something. But, if, yeah, these guys have done a couple $20 million plus deals on nothing but junk silver. Yep. And some of the allocations are out into the summertime. So yep. I just wanted to bring that up. Did you, I heard the guy that uh, is on rents, Mike McGill. Uh, are you familiar with him, Wayne? Do you ever listen to him? Mike McGill, he's on Tuesdays sometimes, first slot. He's very sharp. I've heard the name. I, I kind of don't really focus on yeah him. I I kind of follow Holter Sheckman and that Lynette Zhang. Right. And speaking to her, she's also mentioned that there's so much paper contracts out there that I think in one case I don't know if it relates to gold or silver. There's over sixty thousand people or sixty thousand contracts per one, uh, per uh, each ounce of gold. Out yeah, there. yeah, that's, that's how much I, paper I, is is messed up the market. Right, I'm sure that's correct. Maybe more than that. You know what I found interesting, and I've I don't know where I think it was Jim Willie, uh, the Jim Willie. Anybody listen to that Jim Willie interview on SGT? Jim Willie's another good go to guy in the alt alt uh, finance state here. He made a statement. J J P Morgan Chase has four hundred and fifty trillion nominal value in credit swaps does that register 450 trillion in these derivative contracts they're 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 they ain't gonna settle out folks okay so roger that's what uh, holter holter says once the derivatives and all that starts to unravel, uh, it's done. It's done. When that when that happens, of forty eight to seventy, it'll go down in forty eight to seventy two hours. That's yep. how yep. fast it's going to come apart. Yep, yep. And he's he's adamant about it now. He used to be in the in the past, he would ham and haw and say, "Well, if this happens or that happens," but now he's uh, he, he's totally uh, he really believes it's coming down that way. Well, I'm telling you, between now and the end of July, folks, boy, it is rocky road time. Where is the noise coming from? If you've got your mic open, do you have something to add, or do you just want to distract from the damn program? Okay. All right. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, Sheckman and Holter are both very good. Yes, Samuel. You know, I think Kennedy is in such a unique position because he is truly the antithesis to the system. I mean, they, the mainstream media can't bring up his name without calling him the anti-vaxxer. Right, right, right. With the, with the book he put out and everything. And then you got to look at the family and what the state has done to the family in the past. In I, about, I don't know, six years ago, um, one of my brother's grandchildren had uh, got 
childhood leukemia. And we were having a conversation on the phone, and I said, you know, you're, as the patriarch of the family, you really should look into why you shouldn't be taking vaccines and allowing your family to be taking vaccines. And he hung up on me and didn't talk to me for probably about a year because he was so pissed off at me telling him that. So he reads uh, here in the last year and a half, he reads Kennedy's book, and he's totally convinced that he should not have a vaccine anymore. Well, Kennedy's got some special power. He does, for uh, certainly his lineage and his name value alone. But then you add all the rest of the stuff that he's contributed individually as an attorney and a researcher and all this stuff. Everybody says the same thing that knows him. Okay, I might not agree with all uh, all of his ideas, but he's a really good, solid person. Everybody says that that knows him. Okay. Even why? Oh well, listen. Let, you know, we're talking about this guy Bert Weinstein. His father worked for Kennedy's father at. He was an attorney. Worked for him at Justice when he was AG. Okay, and he said, "I know him personally. He's a great guy." I mean, Kennedy's barely announced, and they're probably keeping the numbers down. But they say he's already polling. 14% with Democrats. Right. He's even already, according, you, you got I think you could run a garden slug and poll above Biden, but, you know, he's already polling above Biden for whatever that's worth. But very interesting developments. I, he's thrown a, a little bit of a hitch in their giddy up. I don't think they were expecting him to do that. Is that Lisa? Yeah. And you were talking about Trump and uh, contract with. Pharma, whichever Pfizer, whatever one it was, and don't you wish he'd come out and say something about them? Well, I do. I do. And And I've also heard things that it was through the Department of Defense. Oh, well, no doubt. You know, and they wouldn't let him get Michael Flynn in there, who was going to oversee all of that. Okay, more short sheeting of Trump from the get go. They couldn't stop him. They weren't expecting him to win. When he did win, they had to come out with Russian collusion and that thing that absolutely it still plagues him to this day, even though it's come out to be a scam. Okay, all of that. that does don't they also somehow? And I'm going back to Vietnam and the Agent Orange with Monsanto, and because it was a government contract, somehow is how they got no liability. Probably. Well, they were also using it in Vietnam, uh, you know, against an enemy mostly. Although that's Roundup. Same thing you're using on your driveway, you know. Uh, I'm not sure about all that that far ago, and I don't know that we've ever seen those contracts. But I do know that the warp speed thing that Trump signed, that Pfizer did not live up to a whole bunch of that contract they agreed to. Okay, These people are slimy pieces of human crap, if they're human at all. All right. If they were a garden slug, you'd look back and see the trail of slime they leave behind. Okay, because that's what they do. So we got them, though. The good news is we got the bastards. All right. We just got to spread the word. And at some point, people are looking for the answer we've got here, folks. Okay, as all of y'all know, at some point we're going to hit that platform. 
and I don't know what's going to happen. You want to talk about getting Trump come out and say something about well, him not fulfilling the contract? Well, I hope it's, it's I, I hope the hell he will. He's I mean the, the, the people very close to him have got the accurate information. That's all I know. Whether he's holding it as a whole card or whatever, it's a really big stumbling block for a lot of people that were his supporters. Uh, that and then there's another one that kind of bugs me. Okay, and that being. Why didn't he do something about all these people that are sitting and rotten in that D.C. jail from that day, January 6th? That's another big sticking point, okay? But, yeah, I think at some point he's going to have to address that, Lisa, as we go forward here. So uh, that's, that's where a lot of times I have given Trump credit for being an anti-war president but when you look at that act itself it's the biggest war there has ever been on the whole world well true true all those things are a lot of inconsistencies but he was totally surrounded with these bad actors giving him bad advice and steering him in the wrong direction i mean it's easy to see that in retrospect i uh, could add a little to that if you want. okay sure please Body again yes uh, warp speed isn't what we think it was. Warp speed. Well, first of all, he handed over his power to the secret military. That's how I have, know a lot of my info. I'm friends with a, a lot of super soldiers, and Johnny Delirious treats pretty much all of them. Um, I'm in a, a couple. Of, I'm in the R and D team of a group, uh, free energy group, and we have some amazing guests. I brought Johnny Delirious a few times to speak. He always brought truth to RBN when he was there. He was thrown off for others. But anyway, warp speed was really to get high-level med beds, not what Johnny Delirious offers that Trump paid for. It took almost six years of R&D. He paid for it in Texas. Johnny Delirious offers med beds at 20 grand uh, Tesla uh, technology, and the Tesla buyer heel is for $600 each. But there's other med beds out there that are really high level we won't see for a couple of decades probably and that was to secretly get those out to the victims of the underground uh, you know uh, abductions and torture and all that stuff and to also send out saline solutions so uh, you can't know the truth that's why they have the hopium stuff because there's real real military code if you really want to break down that um well it's all uh, done no doubt all done under uh, it's all done but i'll yield there there's uh you can still go to johnny delirious and get some of the high level info that he puts out every week okay Um, did they run our did rbn him since he was on rbn did it did rbn run him off too did rbn run him off too yeah well stat miller did because he started talking about aliens and that would lose Stat Miller's credibility that he built up over 35 years. But now he's what? lost with all these paid what? agents. All these calls all either right. have no life, or they're getting paid to Hold call on. into every show, or both. I got, I got, a, just talking endless circles. I got a question. There's I'm no, not. There's to, no solutions coming out. N- there's very n- few hosts there that that bring you real information. N- uh, but n- not Johnny to- Delirious has always been on point. Some of the dates aren't accurate. But there are real high-level secret things going on for decades, for yeah. decades. Well, you, like yeah. Michael Jackson is not a pedophile. He is the weekend. Not many people can see it, but if you have eyes to see, you can see. You watch his hands. You watch his timing. And sometimes you can hear it. Um, 
And a lot of people yep. aren't dead that we think are dead. But I won't just take okay. you off point. All right. well, you were talking about well, you, 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 well, you, you you've taken you? us pretty far off point, but that's all right. But I wanted to address the oxymoron that you dropped in there. Stat Miller's credibility, not to demean the dead, okay? But I don't know how much credibility John Stat Miller had. So anyway, that for what it's right. worth. Yes, Samuel. Well, you know, Johnny Delirious is pretty out there. Um, he con- he's confessed. I mean, I like Johnny, and I like I I'm on his email list, and I listen to Johnny, and I've done a number of hair samples with him to see where my body's at. But I tell you what, he's a confessed cocaine heavy duty user. When he was abducted, he talks about his abduction experience on a UFO, etc. So you you got to sort of look at him in that light. And I don't consider the UFOs to be real. That is, I think, another dimension. Well, um, let me let me add. Let me interrupt you for a second. Did you happen to see the interview that Tucker did two nights? Oh, damn it! Okay, for the radio audience, we'll upload this later. Jitsy just went through another hiccup. We're in the process of rebooting maybe that'll get boy talk about throwing everything off okay we got a little jitsy hiccup are we back can we hear people is the audio right hello 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 you're back all right geez jitsy's hiccups uh did anybody happen to see two nights of the interview Monday and Tuesday that Tucker did with Elon Musk. None of y'all saw that? I'm sorry, Roger, I got dropped. Yeah, we all did, Samuel. Did, all right, let's pick up where we where I was going when we got interrupted. Did anyone see the Monday or Tuesday night excerpts of the interview that Tucker Carlson did with Elon Musk? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that, bud. Did you see the part where he was asking him about UFOs? Nope. Well, yep. if there's anybody that would know about UFOs, it would more likely be Elon Musk. With all this SpaceX and all this space thinking, he said, I've never seen any evidence of any alien life. That was Elon Musk's statement. Believe it, if you will, whatever you want. I'm just telling you what he said. Okay. Well, it's a, lot a, of stuff, a lot of the stuff I think is a, it's a dimensional spiritual force that people are seeing. It's and they're going to roll it out as Project Blue Beam in the future as another hoax. But uh, Google also um, the technicians at Google decided to um, say that their AI program is not safe. It could harm the public. The management did a released reboot. it. They've turned it over. Well, that he went into a bunch of this, too, on that interview. Tucker's got the whole interview up on his foxnation.com thing where you get 30 days free. By the way, I forget the password, but he'll mention it. Um Hey, to your point, Roger. Yeah, go, go Elon ahead. Musk that, that the uh, so uh, this has always been a plan set for for centuries for global government to have an alien invasion and then have the world unite 
under global government. Right. We've just started to see the, the tracings of, of how they're going to do it. So we used to see just the old UFOs, the very simple shape of like a, an ellipse, right? Or like a, a flying saucer. Okay. Pretty generic shape. And these things can travel across the sky at impossible speeds. Well, now they have the holograms, and the holograms are now public. So now they have light shows that they can shine above a city and have incredible Correct. scenes like yep. a whale yep. going, and, and so on. And so they have everything put into place. All these people that used to say, wow, we saw it go right in the ocean. That's exactly what you could do with a projection. You yep. could have it fly across the sky, literally at the speed of light, and just from one point to one point visually. It's not on the radar go right under the ocean and rise from the ocean and so forth. So, it, you know, it all makes perfect sense. They've just been in, in testing stages and, and so on. And so, uh, yeah, now they're, they're getting ready to release it. Right. I don't, I've never well, even. Do you know been, that you were missing for about two or three minutes? And we yeah, didn't yeah, hear anything yeah, you said after well, you Scotty, about a video? Uh, yes, we all know oh. it. We all got kicked off of Jitsi. They went through a hiccup. That happens occasionally. Yes, we knew it. Okay. So, uh, okay, because you came back in the middle of a sentence and it sounded like you didn't know. Um, uh, whoever was just saying DNC Studio, you know where to how to tell a real crop circle from a false crop circle or where they come from? Oh. There's four places they come from. Well, they're Clearly all fake. Formed. I mean, it, there, it doesn't, no, it's irrelevant because okay, if there's no alien. Incident, take a look at the tether incident. I watched it as a young child and I saw spaceships and they were covering them up saying it was dust on the screen it's that well i i have intentionally for 30 years not gone into ufo stuff because i'm trying to show people history and black letter law and if you got somebody that's marginal and you bring ufos up you're going to lose half of them okay i've intentionally never dwelled on this subject okay so for whatever that's worth okay. it's coming more in forefront it's becoming more topical etc i know that but i concentrate on things that i can touch and feel and show you okay ah <sighs> good morning somebody else in the background did our new students ever show up marco with questions and stuff on we're split up ask. into different rooms again okay uh, Boy, let's have some confusion on Adolf's birthday. Yeah, we're we're well, split up in the different rooms. Man, now it just went back to two. All I'm seeing is two people on my screen. And now we went through a hiccup. Oh, Lordy, sometimes there's challenges. I'm lucky because this is still being recorded. It'll be posted, I think, this this day from my computer instead of getting it from Paul. Is this thing rebooting again? Is it? What? Yeah, it's rebooting. It's rebooting. Okay. Just a second, audience. Uh, you know, the modern technical challenges that we face are myriad Okay, is there anybody to even let me in? Okay, I don't think so. There, we're coming back. All right, well, let's see. We get the microphone off here. and Okay, can we talk again? Are there fo I see folks. Do we have audio? There you are. Okay. Thank you, Jitsi. Uh, boy, I wish you'd do your experimental crap in the middle of the night. Um, I, I think that I don't want us talking about what we're talking about. 
Well, uh, well, we, you know, all right, we'll, you right. know, we'll, we'll get away from USO, UFOs. It'd be fine with me. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bruce, Bruce jumped on and said he wanted to get back on topic. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. Um, to add the I've new, got another uh, thing to bring up for you, Roger, if you have a minute. Okay, we got time. Who is this? This is John from upstate New York. Um, I called in a, about a month or two ago. I had lost my father. Um, right. I was trying to deal with his estate. We were talking about the retirement fund and, you know, how, how do I deal with them and, and you know, uh, express my status as far as taxes go and withholdings. So um, I had an update. You said keep keep you informed on what happens. So, well, hold it, John. We're continually having Jitsi problems this morning, on top of everything else, on top of server problems and inaudible audio. And it looks like I'm here alone in the room to me. Are there others here? Nobody can hear me. We're cut off. Jeez, Almighty. Uh, challenges, challenges, challenges. Nothing like live radio, folks. All right. Well, maybe I'll back out and see if I can come back in. Okay. Ah, I tell you, challenging, challenging. Usually we're pretty, uh, problem free, but here lately we've had a couple of these little snafus. All right. Now here we are again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. John, I'm back. I okay, got, so what's I have, yeah. look, I I'm, sorry for the confusion. Yeah, I hear you now. Sorry for the confusion for the audience. It's Jitsi problems here, and John wants to get into some what can be fairly complex discussions. So move forward, John. You, you're handling your deceased father's estate. Somebody's got a bell ringing in the yes. background. Jeez almighty. Sorry. I'm outside. I'm walking. That, that baby earlier was mine. Uh-huh. Uh, so if I walk him, he won't cry. If oh, I hold okay. it, you know, if I let him run around, he might make noise. So, okay. I'm, uh, this is that should end soon. I'm sorry about that. that. Uh, that's okay. Church next door. Okay. Um, in any case, yes, I'm dealing with my father's estate. I sent in the paperwork that they required uh, for filing, and then I included a W-8-B-E-N with that with hopes that they would see my tax status and be able to withhold accordingly. And um, I heard back from their legal department, and they basically told me they, they refused to not withhold any taxes. So they take 20% right off the top. And they said that there was nothing that I sent them that gave them uh, any justifiable legal reason to not withhold taxes. So I have to choose whether or not I'm going to accept the 80% of the sum and then uh, try to uh, fight them for the rest or if uh, I can get it back from the IRS, you know, uh, at a later date. But basically the way that their uh, system works is when I receive the checks, which I should any day, I have to refuse them, send them back, and then, you know, write an appeal, which sounds like it's going to take a ton of time. And considering the climate of the financial situation and what's going on right now, I, you know, my thought is, you know, take, take, the, take what I can now because, you know, I could make, make use of that better now than in a couple months when who knows what's going to happen. So 
Okay. Um, well, it's an interesting. Curious, you know, what, well, uh, what, what I, you, you might think of that, or if anybody has any any thoughts on that. You know, John, I got some thoughts on it. When I embarked on this, I, as we got more and more people, I thought, you know, how can you get into these situations like this that I've never been in? Okay, and give people an accurate answer on stuff that I really don't know the intricacies of the workings of. Okay. Um, so your father, it was your father's retirement account, correct? Correct. Okay. Who, 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 what company are you dealing with? It's uh TRS, which is a state. He was a teacher in the state of Illinois. Okay. So that's their state uh, retirement system. Okay. By a uh, complicated, so, you know, my, my checks are coming from the Illinois comptroller. <laughs> you, well, you better cash them damn quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my thought. And the other thing was, you know, I kind of, because I'm uh, a part of all this information that we talk about and I saw the writing on the wall, I did this with my own uh, retirement account last fall. I said, you know what? I'm just going to take what I can get. And, you know, my financial planner said, no, I, I don't recommend doing that. You'll have to pay a bunch of taxes. And I'm like, well, you know, we can talk about that when the time comes um, because, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to as a national. So, um, you know, now that, that that money is out of the stock market, it's done better, you know, uh, than if I had left it there. So I'm hoping to, instead of rolling it over or doing anything like that, um, yeah, I want to use it and put it to good work um, before things go uh, absolutely nuts here, as you w- were talking about earlier. So um, I'm just curious if anybody has any experience with that or if there's anything that I can present to them um, that I haven't yet that may uh, well cause them to rethink their, their justification. Okay, so here's the – they're dealing with your father's account, and he's deceased, are you, and you uh, got this through a will or uh, with a beneficiary to the account or how did how did God? Okay, we got another jitsy hiccup here. I have no idea what's going on. These people are fried today, and uh, that's the problem with trying to get into these intricate discussions when you're having to deal with constant interruptions. So let's see if we can get back on and see if we can get back connected. And uh, where's my microphone icon? There we go. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, Roger. Yeah, you're there. Is everybody getting knocked off or is it just me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, everybody, Roger. Everybody. Okay, so it's a Jitsi problem. Three times in one show is a new record. Okay. Um Okay, let me see if I can get my trying to. I was wondering how John got. Is it through a will and inheritance, or were you named as a beneficiary to that account in case of his demise, or what, John? Are you back with us? Oh, hey, Roger. Yes, good morning. Um, it's Princess. I was just wondering, so he, I, it dropped off. I was. Was yeah. he talking about a, a pension account or a different type? He was talking about oh, uh, he was talking about a pension account of his deceased father. Okay. So let's see if we can get John back on and get things back up, and maybe we can even see. So you can't you can't have a conversation on this complex stuff here when you're getting constantly interrupted like this. Uh, John, are you back with us, buddy, with baby and church bells? 
Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, Roger. Okay. How are you connected to your deceased father's account? Was it through a will, uh, probate? Are you a beneficiary to that account? Can you give us a little more info? Uh, Yeah, so basically I had to go through an estate attorney in order to um, get set up as the um, administrator of his estate is what they call it instead yeah. of an executor, which is uh, determined by a will. Right. Since he didn't have a will, so oh, he died. I am the he, administrator of his estate and he, his sole beneficiary. Okay, so he died intestate. They call it with no will. Is that without without a will? Yeah, he wasn't expecting to pass. Um, he knew it was coming. He ended up uh, just jotting down a quick note uh, before. He did, and and I'm glad he did. Otherwise, uh, it would have been a little more difficult to do. Yeah, this. you'd have to go through probate then, and you still may have to. Um, I, my suggestion, knowing as little as I know, is to take the money, and you personally have changed status. Oh, damn! Four, four, new record, four times. Ah, challenges, challenges, challenges. Okay, audience, just hang with us. Um, the modern world, huh? Everything works normally very, very well. And uh, today is one hell of an exception. Okay, let's see if we can get this done. Let's see if we can click back in. Uh, mighty 45 minutes left of this. So, all right, there we go again. Everybody's on the board. Um, let's see if we can get the mic undone. Okay, are we back, kiddies, from recess? Four recesses in the same class period. Got to be glad about that, huh? Can we communicate? Roger, we're really going to have to. We're going to have to visit getting you on free conference because Jitsi's freaking out like no tomorrow. Well, it's just it's Wait, never done this. Is it? We've, never, we've never had a day like this with Jitsi before where four or five of these things happen. Okay. I people, think it was six times you dropped. Okay, it could be. Anyway, more than ever before, I can promise you that. Uh, okay, we're going to get everybody back here with John. John, baby, church bells. I'm here. Okay. I'm well, here, Roger. Okay, hold on, John. Hopefully we won't get kicked off again. I don't know what's going on here. Something weird's going on. I dare promise you that. Are you still there, John? No, he got cut off when we made this change. Boy, I don't know what the hell's wrong with Jitsi today. Oh, sometimes you just get up and wish you'd go back to bed. Okay, are we going? We're going through another burp here. Um, boy, howdy! This makes things like that we do around here extremely challenging. Uh, let's see. Are we rebooting again? Yeah. So things like we're rebooting again. Okay. Would you get reboot it and get it right, please? Okay. Okay, let's see here. We click on that. All right, am I on? What? I don't even know what's going on. What is this? Paul, are you in on on my computer or what? Hello, can we talk? Is it? Should we just, we're here, Roger. 
Should we just scrap the whole damn day? I mean, come on. Paul, are you messing with my computer? Because all the team viewer stuff popped up on this re- redeal. I don't even think that Paul is here, Roger. Uh, Paul's probably pulling his hair off over in the corner. Um, John is trying to get people on this Spreaker.com free conference call or something. Yeah, free conference. That's what he just said. Okay. Well, we're I'm just. Okay, we're gonna hobble. We're gonna hobble along best we can here with all these interruptions and these curveballs out of left field. John, are you back with us with the baby in the church? I don't hear the church bells. Are you still there? Trying to get back in today. Today, coming through. Paul, Paul's not here yet. Okay. Connected right now, so. Okay. Well, we'll uh, hopefully we'll get back here. Um, I think uh, it seems to me that John, if you're still there, uh, you might want to go ahead and take the uh, dispersal and try and get into something solid real quick. Uh, you know, it's funny these days. You could take a windfall like that and actually go buy six month Treasury bonds at five and a half percent. Six months fairly. Problem is, by the time you could cash them back in, there may be no metals left in six months. Uh, so, Paul, is Paul messing with me? I guess he is. I don't know, folks. Can I go back to? Can I go back to bed? I mean, really? I there's noises, there's screens, there's windows, there's all kinds of stuff going on here. Welcome to the conference room. Please remain muted unless speaking. You can turn mute on or off by pressing star six. Muted. And Bill Roger out of Jitsi. We'll get, minimize that. Now we're going to bring Banana up on his system. Get him connected. All right. Where are you, Rod? He's talking. I don't know. I I don't. I I, I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to go back to bed. All right. There we go. Unmute. I'm going back to bed. Well, just scroll out, Rod. Scroll out. Rod, let me, let me, uh, scroll out. Let me do it. You're muted. Let's unmute. I don't know how to unmute. There we go. There you are. It's this lower left-hand corner right there. You see where the mouse is? Okay. That lower left-hand yeah. corner, that okay. little blue button. All right. All right. We're back in free conference call, and uh, um, Eurofolk stream is up, but Studio C is still down. Uh, no, Studio C is up. So we're we're rolling, and I'll be working in the background to reconnect the uh, I'll be working in the background to reconnect the Jitsi rooms, but okay. just stay put where you're at. I'm I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. Okay. Uh, <laughs> John, John, are I'm you here. with us? Oh, there you are. Okay. Yes. I would think just initially being presented with this and not knowing all of the circle. First of all, you're dealing with something in Illinois. Okay. Take take the money and run. Those folks aren't going to be around too long some way shape or form they're going down okay um i mean they've been having incredible budget problems up there for decades it's nothing new 
All right. I would, in this instance, I think I'd take the 80% and go get it into something safe as quick as possible. You, as the beneficiary of this largesse or this inheritance, should be able, now that you've changed your status, to go back and do a revocation of election and get that money back. Okay? But I'm talking theoretically here. Okay? Yes, I, I hear you, Roger. I appreciate uh, that. I, I feel similar in in the case. I just wanted to share because uh, it came up before. You wanted me to keep you updated, and I figured someone might be able to benefit from this story. So I just wanted to share. Well, boy, the way things are going, I'd say take that check and cash it, get it into something solid, and thank your lucky stars you got in under the wire with it. I will take that advice to the bank. Okay, well, it's a suggestion. I don't give advice. Okay, <sighs> and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Okay, it's much appreciated, Roger. Thank you. Yeah, I lost my dad. God, thirty-five years ago, and I still miss him. You know. So, where else can we go this morning? <clears throat> Can we go to the trash no, dump? I have a question. Okay, good. There's somebody uh, coming forward. Come on. I want to concentrate yeah, on. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm new to your show. Okay. All right. I'm new to your show. Yeah, okay. I'm just getting ready my affidavit. No, yeah, the... I'm getting ready to send out my affidavit. Um, but uh, kind of a question about uh, how does it relate to uh, recording and then uh, weaponizing? Well, well, you you don't really need to do that. It's not necessary. If you, again, if it makes you sleep better oh, at night, okay. you can do that. If you, it is not necessary in the process, you've basically noticed the Secretary of State. He's the head guy. You can file it in the property records office, and it ain't going to do nothing, as it appears in relationship to him. Okay, because this is the approach that we were taught initially was to file it in the public records because John had not put the secretary of state mm-hmm. in properly into the picture. That's, you know, I honestly and I've thought about it many times over the years. If we would have known that one piece of information and they should have known that, quite frankly. But I think John and them were so focused on the tax issue because that was his baby, you know. And they were so focused on the tax Mm -hmm. issue that he didn't look outside the box. If we would have known that back then, we may live in a different country today. That's how important that is, literally. Okay, But you don't need to do that and file it locally unless you just want to. If you want to. Great, you know. Now keep bear in mind that depending on where you live, and I didn't get your name or where you're from, and you're new, so let's get that out of the way. Oh, I'm Jay. I'm, oh, yeah, Jay. I'm okay. Jay. Okay. From Iowa. Okay. So you're in Iowa. Yeah. Jay. Otherwise known as Seamus. Okay. So this is the one Murphy <laughs> told us about. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, you could, you could, after you've sent it to the Secretary of State, put it in the property records office, get all the clerk of the can, uh, clerk of the court stamps which you have to pay extra for, which just means that the clerk of the court is agreeing and signifying that he saw that that is filed in the property records office. Okay, Then you could use that as your 
weaponizing your back end for your local officials because now it's not only filed with the Secretary of State, it's also filed in the public records in your area. That could be a little icing on the cake for you. Here's the caveat. Because of Tim Turner, we don't know if you go to the property records off and ask them to file that, if you're in a jurisdiction where they're going to call the FBI sovereign citizen squad on you. Those are the things we don't know. Okay. Some places don't have any problem with it. Some places have been jaded by all this crap that Tim, Tim Turner put out years ago, who still sits in federal prison, by the way. Ah, okay. All right. So, congrats. Jay, going forward. Okay, Jay, how'd you find us? I'm I'm curious. How'd you find us? Oh, I think uh, a few years ago, the elections, I kind of heard the word that that everybody lied to me, so I started looking for the truth. And I wound up with David Strait first season, Bobby Lawrence, and mailed that shit out as an affidavit, and it felt sick after that, and I started questioning uh, help to fix that. And uh, somehow I got led over to Don at another website. Oh. He tore up David Strait's affidavit. And in some on that process, I got referred to you, and I started reading your material. You know, David Straits is not an affidavit. Jay, David Straits' piece, ROE, is not an affidavit. It's an opus. You might as well go down and file War and Peace. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Now correcting that. So. And so, what after you get? It, after you get that sense the Secretary of State, well, you're tapped into Merca and, and, and accurate information, okay? So after you get that mm-hmm. sent to the Secretary of State, and don't don't dilly-dally and drag your feet on this. It's some of the mistakes some of our people make. Put those uh, – uh, notice mm-hmm. your local – your state AG and all your local officials. Mm-hmm. Hell, you could do it at the same time, really that you put the thing in the Secretary of State. But do that, because here's what the pitfall is. People drag their feet, and they don't get that part of this done, and then they get into some sort of a traffic incident Mm -hmm. or something, and they haven't put all those local people on notice, and they're at an unbelievable disadvantage. So don't dilly-dally on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm on it right now, so, 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 yeah. Well, that's okay. going out this week, and then, uh, yeah, I'll start adding on the, the AGs this week, too, on top of that, get those letters done. Okay. Letters. Did you do the straight oh. ROE and apply for a passport, too? No, no, okay. no. Good, no. It, good. All it is get mailed in, and that's where it's good, because I felt so guilty after I put it in the post office. <laughs> so I didn't do any follow-up on it. <laughs> I felt literally sick to my stomach when I did it. Well, that's not a good feeling when no. you're seeking your freedom. <laughs> no, no, no. So I realized I had to ask for help and and and, and for resources to fix the mess. 
You know, Jay, I can... So before I, I did anything else with passport office and anything else. You know, and I, I enjoy asking people that question, how'd you find us, because it's always very curious to me. But over the years, I've had several people basically come back with a response to you. The one that is really notable to me is our buddy down in Tampa, Gary, who's probably listening to this on the replay. Uh, him and his family and his mother, his 80-something-year-old mother have all filed affidavits and stuff. And Gary was with us because his work schedule was different a couple of years ago, and he could spend time with us here. He can't do that now. But I asked him one day, you know, I said, how'd you find us? And he said, as this thing progressed, I sat down and prayed for God to send me the truth. And I stumbled on one of your talks. So you're not the first, and it just buttresses the spiritual groundings and aspects of what we're doing here, okay? Yeah, yeah I'm finding that out, so probably in ways I was never taught, too. So, Oh, you're going to find out a whole bunch of stuff here you're never taught. And see, those other guys that you're following Oh, I'm finding out too much they, already. They can't teach you because they don't know it, you know? And again... They haven't been teaching some of these things in our law schools for the best I can tell of of somewhere around 100 years, okay? Now, the reason I know that is because of a statement in a very important book that I've got onto when I first got into Unfortunately, in one respect, I got onto it at the first because I didn't understand a lot of what I was reading at that point. And I've never gone back and read it again. That book is called The 31 Collective Speeches of Congressman Lewis T. McFadden. Are you familiar with McFadden, Jay? Uh, I've heard the name, yeah. He's probably one of the greater statesmen our country's ever produced. He was a, a banker in Pennsylvania who started at the bank in, emptying trash cans and worked his way up to the president of the bank had a successful career there, decided to run for Congress, and because of his banking experience and background, the first, when he got first elected around the teens, I'm not sure exactly what cycle, but 1916, something like that, and from the when he got elected to the House for the very first time, he was put as chairman of the House Banking Committee. The House used to have a banking committee. Obviously, they don't have that anymore because the people don't have access, you know, so in this bankruptcy thing. But anyway, it was in those speeches, and I pulled a number of them out and put them in my book because you don't get a better source than Lewis T. McFadden, okay? I mean, one of his speeches on the congressional floor was the Jews have all the gold and the Gentiles have all the paper, okay? That was the title of his speech. All right. And so in one of those speeches, he alludes to the American Association of Colleges and Law Schools and the fact that in 1933, the American Association of Colleges and Law Schools moved their annual convention that year to Chicago on New Year's Eve. Does that sound unusual, a little strange? Mm. Okay, hold on. i got a runny nose. Yeah, it is. I do remember reading that story. And so New Year's Eve in Chicago for a national convention and meeting of the 
American colleges and universities and law schools, that doesn't sound like very many people would attend, does it? Yeah. No, nope, not on New Year's Eve. Nope. And the reason they did that was so a little Jew from the Department of Agriculture named Jerome Frank could give a speech called Experimental Jurisprudence and the New Deal. You can find that speech online. Al Adisk, when I was investigating this and telling, do you know who Al is or was? He's a great patriot researcher from Texas. We used to do shows together for a while. And Al wrote me back. He said, that's the most damning government document I've ever read, that speech. Okay? And they moved that convention to Chicago on New Year's Eve so this little Jew could give that speech and, like, you have to tell us what they're doing. So he could tell us, but then they just marginalized the amount of people that would hear the speech. So my question, Jay, if they've got the power to move their convention to New Year's Eve on Chicago so this little piece of crap Zionist Jew, Jerome Frank, could get up there and give this speech, do you think they're controlling the curriculums of the universities and law schools? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. That's why when you talk yep. to attorneys about this, you run into a blank wall because they've – intentionally adjusted curriculum where these things are not covered with law students. They don't teach them law anymore. They teach them procedure. Bruce, now in Missouri from South Carolina, brought this up just the other day. There was a Patriot researcher when I first got into this. In fact, Tom Schramm, our old buddy, that's how he got into this, was Robert Clarkston, seeing him on some public access TV shows about taxes. And Clarkston was an attorney in South Carolina who fought the system, and they got him debarred, and he went back and sued the law school. In, in, I don't know if it was in Columbia or where he went, but whatever the law school is he went through there in South Carolina, he sued them for not teaching him law. And that case went all the way to the Supreme Court, and Robert Clarkston won that case. Are we still on, or there's things happening here that Paul's doing? I guess we're still on. Yeah, you're still on. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Jay, my point of all that is that they they hadn't been teaching law in law schools for around a hundred years. How do you expect these guys to know anything? It's just like this tax talk. You know, when John and Glenn went back and found the, uh, traced the origin of the tax system and did all their research through England, they could only find two books in the entire United States on the process. One at the Texas A&M University and the other at the Library of Congress. So how do you expect any tax attorney, any tax preparer, any judge, or anybody else to know about the system when there's only two books on it in the entire country. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Ooh. if you're new, yeah. uh, I'm going to be on, I'm scheduled Monday night on John B. Wells' Caravan to Midnight, which I'm excited about. And we're going to go over this whole tax system thing if you haven't been exposed to this information before. Its origin, its development, how they changed the system from how it was developed to the one they've saddled us with, where the gotchas are, and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully we'll get a chance to cover that Monday night with John B.'s audience. So welcome. Welcome, Jay. Congratulations on finding us, okay? 
Oh, thank you. Unfortunately, we're still like a needle in a haystack, kind of, but we're getting a little more prominent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, oh, thank you, Roger. Okay, Jay, you got any other questions, anything we can clear up from all of the time you spent with David Lester Strait? Oh, well, yeah, that was over a year ago I walked away from that. So unless you guys some credible information help clear up some of that mess. So, But I'll have more questions later. All right, Jay, well, you know where we are. Normally we're pretty, pretty on keel today. Yep. We're getting tossed around in stormy waters, so... All right, good. Anybody else got anything? Okay. Thank you, Jay. Nice to meet hey, you. Hey, Roger. Mucho gusto, yes. Yep. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. Who is it? Hey, this is Tim. This is Tim. I uh, spoke yesterday. Oh, hey, Tim. Today. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, I asked a question. I had one chest question asked in the chat about getting my kids, uh, you know, uh, becoming a national. Easy. Uh, I think I got a pretty good answer. That. It is easy. Yeah, you don't. Easy. Uh, you don't even have you can address that question too. But what? the nice thing also, is, the nice thing is, Tim, you don't have to get them to sign it. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, my my other question is: um, Are we be, uh, are nationals beholden to the thirty out six? You know, no no weapons in a in a building. Code, statute, whatever it is. Uh, well, who knows? Uh, no, you shouldn't be subject to any regulations written by BATF. But I don't know that you're going to have much success arguing that with some guard at a federal building. Because they don't know this stuff. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where I was kind of thinking. Uh, you know, I, I could take a chance going to jail. Uh, theoretically get off, but uh, probably not worth it. Well, you know, it's like an old patriot told me years ago, only fight the battles you know you can win. Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, and this, the big, the big issue for us here is driving, traveling. Okay. And, we got several people that have been in that snare right now and they're going to have to go in and fight this even though they're on solid ground they're getting into this battle with people oh great now phones are going to start ringing oh geez where's the marching band it's the only damn thing that hasn't gone wrong today might be somebody calling to tell you that your audio sounds weird, but no, it's, it's a sampling mismatch, and I can't fix it. Well, no, 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 so. no. This is a stupid local phone, and I don't answer it because I don't want to hear a bunch of Spanish I can't understand. And I'm not the person they're trying to reach, so I just let it ring. Okay. okay. Well, your outbound well, audio to the conference room is sounding really choppy and distorted, but you're understandable. I know what the problem is, but I cannot fix it during the show. So, Well, fortunately, we've only got about 20-something minutes left of this torture today. So I'm sorry, audience. It just uh, I don't remember another day that we've ever had this much problems and interruptions. So, so sorry. So did you catch that underlying message from Paul Roger? Are you going to be available after the show to try to get a little things fixed? Well, Paul can access. Uh, Paul can access my computer anytime he wants. But I, 
but I need you talking unless you have mice that are well trained. I will. Uh, no, I have, I've been a little lax on my mice training lately. Uh, but that Rod, does bring up a real – pardon me? It's not torture listening to you, although the sound is pretty awful since you got on conference call. Well, but We're used to that. Yeah, okay. okay. You're, well, you're a pleasure to listen to. Probably. Okay, thank you. Um, I did want to bring up, since the mouse comment there, Paul – that uh, Bert Weinstein went into a long, lengthy part of that on the problem with laboratory mice. Okay? And this is something he stumbled into that throws the whole science thing upside down. He said, I got into this accidentally and came up with this conclusion, and I put the conclusion out, and all hell broke loose. Okay? And here's the deal. All of the laboratory mice that they use come from the same source. They breed laboratory mice. And they're putting in and breeding laboratory mice with extra long telomeres. Good. Let's get some other interruptions going on. With extra long telomeres. You know, do you know about telomeres? Yeah. Okay. For the audience that doesn't, they're... These little things on the bottom of your DNA. And as you get older, the telomeres shorten. And so the idea on aging and longevity is to do things which could potentially, hopefully, add to the telomeres, but at least keep them from disintegrating and shortening your lifespan, right? So that's a little, little background on telomeres. Well, the laboratory mice have extra long telomeres extra long okay and and so as this was coming out and he just speculated he said well i wonder if regular mice have longer telomeres and somebody he was working with in in a college somewhere got one of their research assistants to go out and get regular mice and regular mice have short telomeres not long telomeres and the problem with that is they're using the mice with long telomeres to do all these drug experiments on. And with the long telomeres, their cells reproduce quicker. They all end up with cancer eventually. They all die of cancer. But because of these lengthened telomeres, like, for instance, if you were looking for heart problems with this vaccine in mice, and they say there's no heart problems, but the laboratory mice have long telomeres, which means they repair their cell damage quicker. So they're getting a gauge off of mice that aren't right. And he threw this into the research thing area, and now it is either are they doing that intentionally, knowing it, or are they going to have to go back and do the right thing and correct all the research they've done with mice with long telomeres that aren't accurate and given accurate results back? Very interesting interview with this guy on Barnes last night, okay? But that just hit me when you came up with mice there, Paul. So thanks for the uh, thanks for the prod. Uh, where else? My pleasure. Where else can we go? The dancing mice, Roger and his dancing mice. Where else can we go this morning? Well, we've been to the dump. We've been to all kinds of places. Can we get back on something that's like what we normally? I have a question. Oh, good. Oh, that's it. Oh. 
God bless you. Whoever's got a question, please come forward. That's me. Uh, it's Scott that put the um, the tragedy and uh, tragedy and hope one hundred and one in the chat with all the problems. Did anyone try that link? And can you share that in the Telegram? I'm not able to get in Telegram on a PC. That link doesn't do anything when I click on it. Um, but that's a really powerful video. And as I said, he offers um, all his notes for free with it. And uh, I've heard that mentioned on these calls more than once. So uh, please share that in the Telegram chat that I'm not able to enter. It, and I'll put it back in the chat if it's not there because people got kicked off. Okay. Just let me know. All righty. Anybody try to open know that? Seven out of eight mice tested think it's the Jews. <laughs> Only seven? <laughs> oh, it's the Jews in name only. You know, I heard one of your New York. I heard one of your New York. I heard one of your New York guys on a talk show one night. Hold on. I heard one of your New York guys, Scotty, on a, on a talk show one night who called them Jews in name only. And I think that is really accurate. Uh, Genos. Genos. Yes. Who had a question? Yeah, that's a good term, Roger. Uh, this is Dave, New York. And I was sending stuff out to the Department of States in the states now, in some of these states that I might go into. And um, I'm wondering, what address should I, no, I no, use? No, no. Does it Dave, matter what address Dave, for the Dave, State Dave, Department? You don't notice the Secretary of State of a state. It's only the Secretary of State of the U.S. that's got this exclusive power. The Secretary of States of States have basically been turned into incorporation centers. That's where you go when you want to incorporate. That's where you pay your taxes. We've had people send it to the Secretary of State, i.e. in Connecticut, up there right by you. And the Connecticut a, a Secretary of State kept coming back and going, we don't have an account. Do you wish to open an account? You send it to the attorney general of the state. That's how we figured that out. Attorney general of the state. Yes, not the secretary of state of the state. In New York, Pennsylvania, I should send it to the attorney general of the state. Correct. You turn because why? Okay, so let's uh, Dave, come. Let us reason together. Who is in charge of the laws of the state? The attorney general. I have general. no clue. Well, the attorney general. Okay, you're right. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, so then you do that notice to him, and you notice the other local public officials. Now, because you're traveling in adjacent states, I don't know where you're traveling. You notify everybody, etc. Uh, usually people that aren't traveling a lot do it just in their local area. But if you've got that unique circumstance, if there's certain cities that you frequent more than others, you could do that with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So should I also notify the state police of these um, places? Uh, you could. You could. could. Uh, would they be under, would the attorney general cover all this? Uh, well, the attorney the general. attorney general is the head guy in the state, okay? But as you know, the the way we proceed, and there's a method method to the madness, is to CC on that notice those local public officials and send them copies of what you sent him with that agency laws of agency statement at the top, locking them all together under the laws of agency. 
Okay, the reason for now, that, what Dave. He, okay, well, was notice correct, correct. Well, what you're doing is you're invoking the laws of agency. Okay, the laws of agency are very common. Most people don't come into contact with them because most of you may not be agents. But if you're a real estate agent, a insurance agent, any of those, they all fall under the laws of agency. Okay. And it's that relationship between the head guy in the state, the principal, he's the attorney general because he's the head guy for law in the state. Okay. So you're going to put him on notice and you're going to CC those other people and you've locked them together through the laws of agency. Now, do you understand the repercussions of that? At least theoretically. Okay. Is that if your local chief of police, if you look at me, well, I'll just let me finish then for everybody. If you've done this properly, theoretically, if your local chief of police or sheriff tickets you, let's say your local chief of police, they stop you and give you a ticket. The tickets go up to the DA. The DA, having been put on notice, dockets this case for traffic court. Because he's been put on notice, He's acting outside of his delegated responsibilities because those traffic laws don't apply to you, right? Right? Apparently. Okay. So now, because you've locked them into the laws of agency, theoretically, again, the the DA not only loses, probably the, the police, too, they lose their cloak of immunity because they're acting ultra vires. They're acting outside of their delegated responsibilities. And because they did it and they were put on notice through the AG, the AG loses his, too. And they all become personally liable. That's why we do this this way. I impress to the audience, especially you new people, everything we put forward here, there's a method to the madness. It's all been thought through. Okay? Yes, yes. That's very good. Roger, uh, last question is, identifying me at the bottom, I've got my... Wait a second. still... I'm still completing my question. Yeah, I'm, you're you're cutting out a little bit too. So just go ahead, Dave. I'm not. At the bottom. Right. Yes. Uh, my name at the bottom, the date of birth, place of birth, the last four of the social security number. Should I also put my address in there? Well, you could, but zip. well, you could, but you might move tomorrow. You know. So just the pertinent stuff, if you've got an existing or expired passport, you don't have to do what Dave's talking about. You can just put your passport number in. What we're trying to do is make sure they identify you correctly. Okay? So oh, Dave, so I could use an expired passport number also? Absolutely. Put expired passport number and put that there. You don't have to put that other info in. They got records in the database of that expired passport, buddy. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, I've got to find it. I I did have one. Uh, Lots of stuff to look through. Thank you very much, Roger. Uh, This is excellent. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Okay. Well, Paul's messing with my screen. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, Is there anybody else with questions in the middle of all this confusion this morning? Confusion in our camp, not the enemy's camp. Who's got a question? Who's got a comment? Hey, Roger, uh, can you yeah. can you speak a little bit on the process for the kids real quick? 
Well, all I know, and this is something relatively new. I'd never even considered this, honestly, until about a year or a year and a half ago when the baby Cyrus incident happened in Idaho. Were you familiar with that one? Is this Tim? Uh, yes, yes. I've seen some some fake news out there, I believe, on it, too. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's a horror story. I mean, just flat-out horror story. Okay. You know, they're kidnapping four kids a day in the state of Idaho now, according to all those guys in their research. Um, so that's what got me thinking about this, because if they'd have known this and had an affidavit on file for that child, that would have never happened. Have you heard Sarah's testimony, Tim, when she called into the show on this very thing right here? Uh, December the 4th or 5th, it's in the archives from last year. Do, did, have you heard that yet? Uh, Sarah Westall? No, 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 no. One of our listeners, Sarah. No, I have not. I have okay, not. Well, I'm, well, I've got a couple of minutes to kill here. I'll just tell you the story. You can go listen to her tell it. Uh, it's in the archives. It's just called into the show one day. Um, you know, hey, Roger, you want to hear what happened to us? You know, okay, Sarah and her husband and their rebellious daughter were in Louis. They live in Louisiana. They drove up to North or South Dakota to visit her mother. While they were visiting in South North Dakota, whichever one it was, uh, Sarah, the Sarah's rebellious daughter, ran away. They found her in a a less than desirable part of town with a boy okay so they finally get her somehow and they bring her back well the mom is somewhat dementia and say well you need to let her stay with me rachel i think was saying you need to let rachel stay with me no no we're taking her so the next leg of their trip was out to denver area to mend a family relationship that had been estranged so they go to colorado and they go well you can't run away it's too damn cold here well i'll be darned if the young daughter didn't sneak out of the house they get a call from the local police two or three in the morning whatever we've got your daughter she's overdosed on pills well, uh, they freak out. They go in. Well, now, now, because the police picked her up, they've turned her over to a children's hospital on the outskirts of Denver that's tied in with CPS. Okay? So they get Sarah had the paperwork with them in the car. They went into the hospital. The, the psychiatrist comes out, and evidently Colorado is like California, where they've screwed with the laws where they'll allow minors to sign contracts, which I don't know how the hell they're doing that, but regardless, that's their excuse. So some Russian psychologist comes out and says, well, that's okay, Rachel and I have been talking, and I've got all these contracts signed here already. And so she objects. Sarah says, get the administrator of the hospital in here. They go into a meeting with three attorneys, the administrator and somebody else. Sarah lays the affidavits on the table. They say, leave the room. Five minutes later, they come out and say, you're free to go. You and the daughter are free to go. That's the power of this. You can go hear her story. I paraphrased it roughly. You can go hear her tell it. December the 4th or 5th, I forget which one exactly, of last year in the archives. Okay? I posted it um, in Chatango. Okay. Thank you, Marco. Um, that's the power of this. And and why did they do that, Tim? 
Why did they do that? Because if they wouldn't have, they could have sued them into oblivion. Yeah, sounds great. Okay. So, so well, how do, just, we, how do we get them under us? Well, all you have to do is write an affidavit. You're the parent, right? You're the father, right? How yeah. old? How old are the minor right. children? How old are the minor children? I got a six-year-old and two fourteen-year-olds. Okay, what I would do is I would do affidavits for all of them. A six-year-old, and I would take after it's filed. I would take the children to the state driver's license division with those affidavits and get them state-issued IDs tied to that paperwork. You know about those? Okay, Okay, take the kids Uh, in. Take the kids in. Children, kids or goats, take the children in with the paperwork, put the paperwork down, and get them state-issued IDs tied to that paperwork. Now that's in not only the Secretary of State's database, it's in your state's database. Does that sound good? Got it. Very simple to write the affidavit. Use the same a- use the same type affidavit. It's just you and you and mom. Are you and mom on the same page here? Uh yes. Okay. Absolutely. Fantastic. Get both of you to sign it, send it in, get it processed. You could even, if you wanted to, you could even, if you wanted to, send them that in and do a passport application for them with the same thing. And now you got a passport and a state ID all tied to the affidavit. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yes, Tim, a message. I left Tim a message on um, Rogers S. Tatenko. I gave him the link for the. Um, Sarah, the testimony, and then I gave him the national status. Okay, you familiar with that chat? With that chat, Tim RogerSales.Chatango, C-H-A-T-A-N-G-O.com. That's where Merck has put that stuff for yep. you. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, you're very welcome. Uh, okay, we're about at the end I of a very in the chat here too. Tim. Okay, thank you, Lisa. We're at the end almost of a very torturous show today. Uh, so does anybody else have any goodies? Anybody else have any goodies for us in the last couple of minutes here? Roger? Yes, there's uh, Samuel. Yeah, one thing I found out about when I looked at the California um, ID versus the, uh, the driver's license, it's pretty much exactly the same thing except you can't drive. Yeah. Yeah, and you carries the same number. And in fact, so much so that at least in from what I've been told, if you've got a driver's license, they won't let you get an ID issued because of that fact, Samuel. Because then your driver's license is your ID. But with minor children, especially that aren't sixteen, they ain't got a shot at that. They go in there and get a state issued ID. Georgia will. Georgia will issue both of you, both of them to you? 
Yes. Yeah, I just got one. Okay. Both of them. Well, okay. So, Roger, you're saying attach, attach your affidavit to the um, ID? Well, wait, why wait, can't you attach your wait, Why can't you attach it to what? A driver's license. Well, we're talking about an ID. Well, because then you got to say you're a resident, and you're telling them in the affidavit you're not a resident. But the children don't have that well, the, problem. If the ID is the, the, my point is that the ID is the same as a driver's license. What are you? I don't know. As I as ID, as ID, you can't drive on a state issued ID, but it's an ID, and that's what they say. If you've got a driver's license, that fulfills that. Does that make sense? When you go up to the counter, put the affidavit up on the counter. When you go to get the ID, just put the affidavit up on the counter. Say, this is included in the process. When I did it, the guy didn't even have to tell her anything. She started scanning it in automatically. But that was a long time ago. That's 15, 15, 16 years ago. Okay. Thank God the whistler's here. Okay. Um, yeah, but a whistle is going to end after the show does. We've only got 25 seconds of before we hit the top of the hour. I'm scared. So talk us out, Rod. Talk us out. All right. Well, tomorrow we got Brent back, and uh, hopefully Jitsi will be get rid of whatever is going on with them, and uh, maybe we'll get back on the right track here. Been a a week of technical crap that started somehow on Monday with this uh, only on Eurofolk, which leads me to believe it was the server, Paul. Uh, uh, so 